Hello, and welcome to Rockstar Podcast, episode 015. I'm standing, Tony. You're the only one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tony, how are you? We're not going to talk to you. I'm here. sitting. Thank oh, you. How are you? Everything's well here. <laughs> Mariana, do you have your prepared statement for how you're doing today? I do. I'm exhausted. Today. You're exhausted. Why is that? Yes. Um, you know what? Asleep. Because I had, a, uh, I had a presentation last night, and it was down in... Uh, it was down south, and are you a part-time go-go dancer? I, no, I'm. I just oh. stress when I give presentations, and even though I do it all the time, I just, I just get stressed every, every uh, a couple nights before. What am I? Am I sure I'm going to be able to fill the time? How many crutch words am I going to use? That kind of stuff, and I get there, and it usually goes okay. Okay. Although I'm still pretty critical of myself. Did you uh, record it? I did not. Okay. It was for a. Uh, it was for a Business Women's Owner Association of Ocean County. Okay. Excellent. Honored to be there. That was a really long, how are you? No, don't, don't do that. Because then now next one. Oh, you're right. He'll be no, next one he's going to be like, I don't know how to answer. I'll, I'll take that off. Yeah, okay. Thank I'll you. I'll edit that out. Uh, whoa, yeah. there's people here. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Uh, let's see. Eric? Hello. Kent. <laughs> how are you? That was a very long Hello. Yeah, Seinfeld. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Barbara, Yucha. Yes! I got it right. Did I get it right? Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Hi, Barbara. How are you? That was an awkward moment. I'm well, moment. thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Excellent, excellent. Um, it smells a little bit like apricots in here. <laughs> Stop checking my Facebook. <laughs> Uh, do you want to do you want to okay. tell people so I don't look like a I don't really no I really don't. But well, thank you posted you so. it on Facebook. <laughs> That's for my Facebook friends. Okay, if you're not okay, Tony's so face, if you're not Tony's Facebook friend, do not listen for the next fifteen seconds. <laughs> go, just go to Dropouse. No, yes. So I, I had to shower this morning because I had guests coming over, obviously, and we were recording, and I hadn't showered in a day or so, and uh, I reached for the facial scrub because I do like to exfoliate. Okay. <laughs> So much information. I use a fupa. A, a, a fupa? Yeah, a fupa. That's a, what a I call fupa? it. That's yeah, that's what I call, I call it. A fupa. Okay, I should know that. So uh, <laughs> I reach for the facial scrub and I grab my wife's facial scrub, right. not realizing it is an apricot facial scrub. <laughs> so my big melon smells like apricots. Oh. That was my Facebook status. Sweet. Okay. Mariana, what does your melon smell like right now? My melon smells like, uh, I don't know, just regular shampoo. Okay. Now, <laughs> I have a question. Barbara and Maybe Eric, Chipotle. we're going to speak to you guys in one second, believe it or not. But there like, is something, what are we doing here? There is something that observing. Tony, Eric, and Mariano have in common that Barbara does not. Can you, can you think of what it is? Uh, large melons. Mariano? <laughs> Something that you guys have really that she does true. not have. Can that's you, can really you? True. Uh, Let's see. Uh, something that you have. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, yeah, something that you have. Tony, we should not drink before 12. Something, just, Mariana, something okay. that you have, Eric has, and Tony has that Barbara does not have. Um, does not have. Hmm. I, I, I you don't know. know. Eric, you want to take a guess? I shaved today, so it's not facial hair. No. I'll tell you what you three have that Barbara does not have. A problem. And that's what the problem. <laughs> and you want to know what it is? What and is? I'll tell you what it is, Barbara. Why don't you tell everybody here on the podcast where you were Friday? I lean on it, girl. Let me by myself to attend a little meetup, mm-hmm. a lovely restaurant mm-hmm. in a fine town called Eatontown, New Jersey. Yes, where our good friend Lorenzo, yes, presenting Thank on. You. The wonders of social media Thank for you. your Phenomenal. business. Phenomenal. Thank you so much. Phenom- Very impressive. Thank Phenomenal. You. Thank you. Thank you all. Now, I, I was I was earning money. Oh. That's my excuse. Mariana? 
<laughs> he was, I, had, I had a meeting. I'm sorry. What the hell is that? You have a meeting. I can say that too. I have to wash my hair. <laughs> I, well, I didn't realize that you were, you didn't tell me you were you, presenting I tweeted it. Barbara tweeted it. I posted it on Facebook. It's fine. This is about social media. You, you, you shouldn't talk about social okay. media. Right? Okay. Anyway. Lorenzo, we apologize. Anti-social. Yes. I was on my way to Cape Cod with my family for a wedding. Oh. Beautiful wedding up there. So you were from there to Cape Cod. Did you wave past when you went to Eatontown, New Jersey? Um, no, but I was checking my Facebook and Thank Twitter you. status, Thank so was, I was in, involved. Thank you. Eric, with that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Go ahead. That's a good segue. Um, Get on in there. <laughs> I have a wife. I go to weddings. <laughs> our weddings are our life. First of all, it's really exciting to be here and be with you all because I've heard so much about the stuff that goes on in the Rockstar podcast world. And now Have we're experiencing now? it. Yep. Drink it's, it. It's quite Sorry. impressive. Wait until we turn I, I would like off. to apologize for anything um. that you're about to say. <laughs> no, your setup is very impressive and it's fun. And I'm using my earbuds for the first time. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Um, Thank you. And basically, I'll give you the brief history of what yeah. my wife and I do. We run njwedding.com for almost 15 years. And so we developed the idea of a wedding planning website. After our own wedding planning activities back in 1993, 1994, we were married at Rutgers, central of New Jersey, um, right, right on the campus. That's where we met. Like in the cafeteria? So. No, close, close by, <laughs> just down the street, down Broward Commons, down to Kirkpatrick Chapel. I remember Chapel. Exactly. You ceremony? Yes. Did you have the ceremony at Rutgers? We did. A okay. fellow Rutgers uh, grad yes. right here, Tony. Yes, sir. Um, and so we took that experience of being in New Jersey, being um, you know young and excited about the wedding planning process, and turned it into a business because of the idea that the internet was the next bit, the next big thing. You know, people were used to picking up magazines and newspapers and looking in the yellow pages and traveling to all the different venues across the state to plan their wedding and find different services, going to bridal events and meeting local vendors. We just took it to the level where we aggregated all the different people involved and provided a search tool to find them. Okay. So is, that's really the basis of what we started to do. Is it safe to say that neither of you Studied that at Rutgers University, right? <laughs> As all college students, right? We never figure out what we're going to do until we, after. We, we both majored in communication and we minored okay. in art history. Um, we love the creative aspect of it, but we also didn't have any idea what to do with communication. Uh, as many communication majors... Uh, Don't. Don't. Exactly. <laughs> Did you start NJ Wedding after you got married? Yes, you, oh, two yeah. years. Two years after. Okay. We were married in 94. Right. And two years later, we started the idea. Okay. Just real quick, the idea, we went to Cape Cod for um, celebration this weekend with our, our cousins and family. Well, we have friends up there in 1995 attending MIT, and we spent a lot of time in Boston back and forth, and they were actually planning a wedding in New Jersey in 1996. <laughs> and they used a little thing called the internet to do research. That's crazy. Is it amazing? Yeah. But it was so, it wasn't even, it was just text-based. It wasn't even interesting to, um, to view and, but something clicked in our head that said, oh my gosh, these people that are, you know, at college or um, using the internet because they are learning that system are going to be using this for everything at some point one day. Why don't we focus on something we know? And we turned in, we actually registered njwedding.com not soon after wow. and then started to develop the idea. Okay. It took a little while to develop, though. We didn't launch until uh, February 1997. So were you kind of overlapping with other employment while you were doing that? or yes. you So you were kind of doing the midnight oil, everything? Everything, right, yeah. Right? I mean, my experience, uh, after college, I went to work for a local newspaper group 
uh, where I grew up in South Orange, Maplewood, and you know Union, Essex County. I basically went door to door, selling advertising space in the local papers, and I got to know people in the business community. I also sold a wedding section three times a year, which most papers did, you know, on a weekly right. basis. And I got good at it, and and I enjoyed that specific idea of weddings and like this tab that came out of the paper that was eight to sixteen pages, and it was all about wedding planning. Cool. So, now, oh, go ahead. No, so that was the experience that I had, okay. and Beth had the bookkeeping and accounting experience where she worked, and um, you know, for, we basically did that for four years okay. before we went on our own. Wow. Now, Tony knows this. Eric is one of the sweetest guys I know. So, Eric, here's your opportunity to just rip on a vendor, say the F-bomb, whatever you want to do. Show the other side of things. Whatever you want to do. No one listens to the podcast. It's, it's fine. It's safe to say I don't want you to. We edit, but we don't censor. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, correct. I'm, I'm sorry, Lorenzo. It's not going to happen. Okay. Oh, what did you write down there? Oh, okay. All right. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. Um, now, He's holding a cue card. Speaking of being able to rip the other side, Barbara can rip the whole hotel industry other than the shower. Go ahead, Barbara. I would never. You will self-destruct. Go ahead, Barbara. Tell us a little bit about, yeah, you're from New York, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Upstate. Upstate. New York. Okay. And I'm from upstate New York. I moved to New Jersey two years ago. And I knew approximately, no, all of one person when I moved here. And um, using. Uh, no, oh, it yeah, no. wasn't okay. Snooky. Okay. <laughs> we all know Snooky. <laughs> but my actual start with the social media was started with being a New York Mets fan. And yeah, baby. that's how I got into um, reading blogs, getting on. That's how I got onto Twitter. Um, so when I moved here, I had a very limited marketing budget at the hotel that I was working at. So I really jumped on the social media bandwagon, so to speak, to Mm -hmm. use that as a means to market the hotel and network and meet people without having to spend any money other than my personal time through doing that. It, you know, I set up a pretty decent online presence for an 80 room hotel and a 208 room hotel, the Sheridan in Eatontown, noticed what I was doing and through LinkedIn offered me a position. Wow. So. Through LinkedIn. Through right? LinkedIn. That's right. great. That's cool. So now you, uh, what's your title or Sheridan? I am the sales and internet marketing manager at the Sheridan and I basically oversee their entire internet presence, which in and of itself is really like being in charge of three businesses instead of just one yeah. because the hotel not only has the room side of it, we've got the restaurant that we need to market right. and we have the banquet and, and meeting space that we need to market as well. So it's like being in charge of three small businesses. Yeah. Is the, um, I'm not asking you to rip anybody. I'm, I'm joking when I say that. Um, the Sheridan as a whole, do you think that the hotel chains could do a little bit better with their social media or is it like, do they have someone at quote unquote headquarters that handles more of the larger scale? Or not really? On the corporate level, they monitor your presence in the social media space to make sure that you are maintaining brand standards. So they watch, but they don't they don't interact. Um, Sounds like big corporate to me. They have a lot of platforms that they want you to use. Right. They want you to schedule your tweets and schedule your Facebook. And I know you know that. And it makes me like make the gag face, you know, like (laughs) on the conference call. But but it's probably it's probably up to the individual properties. Right. Right. And and. People that don't necessarily know or are comfortable with social media and want to have a presence, I guess that's a very that's the, elementary the way to yeah. start. Yeah, um, dummy proof. Yeah, and sort did, of. 
do you have standards that they've defined? I mean, is there a booklet that you have to uh, listen to, or they, are they kind of going along? To, they've given me a webinar. They sent me paperwork. They gave me an action plan that they want me to fill out. You look really, really being, excited about I that. I hate yeah. being micromanaged, and I hate, like... <laughs> I'm spontaneous. If something comes to my mind, I'm going to put it out there. Like, don't ask me to think ahead. Do you want me to cut this right. part out? <laughs> <laughs> you want, no. The volume dropped at this no. point. We're sorry. We don't know. What, oh, so you love Sheridan. Okay. Right. No, um, I love, I love no, Sheridan. I'm so proud to work for the brand. I love my job. I'm excited to go to work every day. You should be. You're sweating Sheridan I just don't like <laughs> Sher- Sheridan needs to hire you as the national trainer and send you throughout the country to train Sheridan employees to do that. And also wherever they send you, they should give you an extra three days before and three days after to stay. Yes. So you can wind down relax, and relax, have a few cocktails. You should be able to bring four people with you. I was <laughs> say, well, as my negotiator, would you like to add in some, uh, yes. some entourage uh, people? Yes. <laughs> M&Ms, please yes. take out the red ones. Yes. Um, Perrier water and Nutella. Pancakes. Nutella. Like okay. oh, That's I the good the rider. Pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes? pancakes. Oh, pancakes. How Eggs about blue- pancakes. blueberry pancakes? Okay. Chocolate chip pancakes? <laughs> no. Blueberry, More please. Yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you. You. Yes, please. Real okay. maple, please. Nutella and peanut butter. Peanut butter. Thank you. Oh, Mariano's here. Hey. <laughs> How are you? You forgot Good. the captain. <laughs> oh, yes. My God. God bless her. The captain. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I won't do that. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. So, Mariano, you wanted to... Let me tell you about this. Every car ride here... <laughs> we come up with this... Bullshit. Mariano goes from... He, he shows up at the podcast. He starts text messaging. But on the way here, he, he's like a fountain of information like just he's he spreads stuff out so you and don't, and I you say, don't talk is what you mean no five times in the car i say save a foot pocket right 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 and he did yeah steve jobs apple plus apple tv this yeah. that all right so everything you said in the car just go well wait almost everything you said in the car um go ahead go well first of all i wanted to tell you that i've listened to your to your podcasts Thank you. And I want to. I, I, I'm just saying thank you before you even say anything about it. I want to call out the. you. There was a grave error done, made on one of the podcasts in the net, the whole Netflix thing. Are you. And Quickster. Okay, okay. Quickster. This is good. Quickster. I like this. You listen and then to send all the errors. Go ahead. <laughs> but no, I, I don't remember who your, who your guest was. Um, but I've only had three, Mike. Oh, <laughs> I think. And you listened to one. Mike. So go ahead. No, I listened to two, actually. Right. Oh, I listened, you did? I listened to Mike and then whoever. Who Mike Walter was one. Yeah. Miha Baldwin from Graphically is three. Uh, Mike Conaty was Mike two. Conaty. Yes. So Mike Conaty was the one. And he said he. I think he made you feel bad because you were you were trying to define what Quickster was versus what next uh, Netflix was. Yes, and yes. and you had said I think Netflix is going to be streaming. I was right, wasn't I? And he I said, was right, wasn't I? He said absolutely not. It's it's Quickster that's going to be the streaming, and Netflix is going to be doing the DVDs. And you were actually right. Thanks. And I just wanted I just wanted to say publicly on the podcast, you're right, Lorenzo. Thank you. Nice so, job. Thank now you. it That's doesn't matter because Quickster is going away. Yeah. Now so. it does. Right. <laughs> Which has changed once again. I mean, it just goes to show, like, I, I, Netflix is making huge mistakes, and there are the guy's a little bipolar. I think. I, I think so. But I, at least they adjust. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, they're big, not afraid to do I that. Mean, it's right. another they, thing to, to make a mistake and not take it back. Right. And right. just say, uh, yeah, whatever. No, I'm right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And fight, fight the tide, so I to mean, speak. they could have, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think they anticipated the kind of response that they got. I mean, clearly social media kind of put them, put them in their place. People sure. said, I don't like, and, and people talked with their, with their pocketbooks too, because they just, they're, they've had an unprecedented cance- cancellation rate. Because they raised their rates. Because they raised their rates. And that um, is not going away. And I, th- I think that if they had just said in the beginning, look, 
we can't continue to support this model. We need to charge a little bit more for the DV delivery because you know we've got the we've got the inclusive price of sending the DVD out and and bringing it back in. You know we need to change our business model a little bit. I think if they had been able to do that, they would they they would have been able to keep uh, have a better retention rate rather than try to then separate those the products people? and I don't know. I mean, gets complicated. Somebody likened it to New Coke when they yeah yeah I New heard Coke. the same analogy. And it's actually <laughs> um, a pretty good analogy. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, pretty yeah, it confusion in the in the consumer's mind. Well, I canceled right. my my account. I you canceled. Did? Yeah, because well, you you do a lot of Roku now, right? Uh, well, yeah, but I Netflix app is on the Roku, so I would watch okay. Netflix through Roku. Okay. But the problem is that the DVD thing I canceled because like. I still have one DVD that I ordered like six months ago and I had to pay for it because I just, whatever. Yeah. So I canceled that part of it and I had the streaming and the streaming I like for the documentaries, but I just, it's only seven bucks a month, but it's seven bucks a month. So I just canceled it because I got annoyed with it. Now I'm one of those people that I, and I won't go back. Right. Um, do you guys use Netflix? No. No. Would you consider it? Have you thought about it? Not, no. not interested. What do you use for like mm, online? Maybe at some point, but you know, at this point with. Well, you got the kids, so I'm just wondering. Everyone doesn't have time to watch movies. I was going to say, we watch like, you know, what the kids want to watch, and we'll go to Blockbuster, and we'll pay for a DVD. Wow. No, I'm They're still open? We we even have a VHS. Some have said that. that, Wow. (laughs) I do, too. I'm sorry. This is a podcast here. (laughs) VHS, for those out there. (laughs) I don't even remember what that stands for anymore. Um, But the idea of it is. Very high standard? (laughs) I don't remember. Oh. I was thinking vodka. Uh, Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And soda. <laughs> I like that. You're all uh, right. So you're, okay, so you're not. I'm pretty old school. Okay, but still, you just, Netflix hasn't been a thing for you. Okay. No? I don't watch TV unless it's sports. Wow. <laughs> Honestly. No Hennessy? Mets? <laughs> well, a little Bacardi I mean, Gold? Good to go. This has been, uh, for me, it's been interesting just because I do have Netflix and I continue to have it because you watch Lost. all of Lost. Hmm. And I'm, How you know, whenever I work out, I'm watching. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> that was so funny. I love you. I love you. Um, Mariano. <laughs> the, um, was a cute today. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get in the car ride. On the car ride yeah, here, yeah, I went drinking. off on a couple of other things, um, but I, I think that you know, I think it's important. I think it's an important lesson for small businesses out there too that communication is key with your customers, and if you're going to make a change that fundamentally fundamentally changes your business model. I mean, the original business model of Netflix was DVDs. Yeah. Yes. And then they added streaming services well, as kind to. of like an add-on. Right. They, had had to. To. they had That's to. That's where we're evolving, right? Which, yeah. which was great. But but people accepted that because you're adding value, okay? And and even if eventually you right. say to them, well, we have to charge for the service because we can't maintain right. the same quality right. without charging more for it, then you, know, you can explain that to people and people understand that. I mean- but if you if you all of a sudden fundamentally change the way your business model works and people feel like they're getting gypped, mm-hmm. like they're paying more for a service that's less impressive. Right. I mean, right, the whole right. the it's, whole argument against Quickster was that Quickster didn't know what was in your streaming queue. Quickster wouldn't know what was in your streaming queue. So if mm-hmm. you have, so if all of a sudden something became available on streaming, plus it's an awful name. The DVD. Uh, it's it's awful, aside it's from naming aside, it, marketing aside right. of that name, which is it is an you, awful. You know name. who it helped the most? The guy on Twitter who owned that account. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he went to like eighty thousand uh, followers because, and everybody was telling Netflix that they need to pay the, pay him for that account name. Right. I don't know what. It, obviously. 
that's not happening. But, um, Tony? But isn't it, uh, I think what Mariano is getting to is that it's really about perceived value. Right. 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 Because you're paying for something and then you're you're almost getting gravy on top of your service that you're already paying for. Right. But now your price has gone up and now you're separating the services, which causes confusion and, and it, it, it uh, mixes up your brand identity to right. some extent. Right. But it, oh, yes. No. Right. So it's perceived value. Now I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth or more. I'm actually getting less, even if it's not true, it's perceived that right. way because my rates have gone up. So, and you're decoupling the services too. I mean, yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not yeah. allowing one service they, to talk to the other. They don't talk to the other. Right. Which, the, which becomes an issue. It becomes an issue yeah. for, for you as a consumer, for the, consumer, for the end user. So but isn't which, that the dynamic of, a, I mean, like this country, especially what is that? Well, we all want stuff for free. We don't want to pay for it, and then we complain when it's not good, right? Yes. I mean, to, to, as that, a psychology, yeah, a consumer psychology, like, probably. Yeah, we're business. Oh, well, Netflix is a business that provides a service unlike anybody else, and yet it's seven dollars a month, so you can sit and eat Doritos and watch movies, <laughs> I, stream streaming twenty four hours a day, basically. And yeah. like this, but then we say, I so, disagree with you to a certain. Okay, extent. well, let me finish the thought, and then you yeah. then you disagree with me. Okay. Politically, we say, you know, this is the place of the American dream. More businesses, more businesses. We have to promote businesses. And here's a company who's asking for seven bucks a month, right. and all of a sudden we're pissing and moaning about it. Well, you know, what what do you want? Do you want a business to succeed? Do you want us to create jobs? Netflix hires people, right? right. You know, they employ people. Right. Uh, the streaming capabilities, like, don't we want business to succeed? Well, if we do, there's a fee that comes with it. I have no problem paying for a service that I think is a good quality service. But if you're charging me the same amount and you're giving me less quality, that's when I have a problem. Well, with where it. was the less quality? That's where I didn't follow the you. The less quality, well, I mean, like I said, the the way Netflix is right now with everything integrated, yeah. your cues, your queue is aware of what you have in terms of DVDs. Right. And if a DVD suddenly becomes available as a streaming option, it lets you know that. Yeah. So whereas if but you the quality of the product is still good. Well, I mean, not, not, well, you're, if well, you're referring to the product that's as like, your, you two should jump in at any point you want yeah, to say. We should stop yeah. talking about DVDs at some point. Yeah. But if it depends if your product is you perceive the product as being your DVDs or the product being the media that you receive. Right. But so, you can pay for either one. Like if you think the DVDs product delivery is shitty or whatever it may be, you can just do the streaming. You know, and the streaming stuff has probably what, like 30% of really what all the DVDs are? Probably. I mean, that's the that problem most. that I had was the amount of, yeah, if the, I'm paying for the same amount. The DVDs are higher selection. And, and I think their DVD service actually kicks ass. I do 100%. The problem I is do. with the streaming, like DVDs, I just, it's hard for me to just have one at a time. If I can. Yeah, um, no, you, you, no, should, I'm you should. You should. To this interesting conversation, but I can't relate because I don't use Netflix. Right. But you but, can but apply I can, it. I can, I can apply it to Facebook. Okay. And Facebook is something that is free. Good segue. Thank you. Um, and actually, we utilize on a daily, hourly, you know, regular basis. And then all of a sudden, they change it. And I know um, I was interviewed for an article that came out in a paper in Princeton last week, and they talked about the changing face of Facebook and how it applies to you know, how you adapt to this change. And I found, I found it very interesting because um, everything that you've built up in a couple of years or however long you've mm -hmm. used it, mm -hmm. all of a sudden is different. It is. And it doesn't make me want to use it anymore and figure out the programming end and the new timeline and everything else is coming about. So that's been part of my issue. I mean, Twitter is pretty much the same and Facebook is changing. So 
the changing face of social media, and and I listen to what you guys talk about, it makes a big difference when you're using something that's free. I mentioned also something that I'm old school, right? So I'm going to go back to old school techniques, mm-hmm, right? Marketing mm-hmm. techniques. Mm-hmm, okay, that's kind of my plan, but I have to utilize social networking tools within that right. space. But isn't it just a, pl- I mean, really in essence, these are just all the platforms. Your message, you know, the answer is if you're a douchebag in person, you're going to be a douchebag on Twitter, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no matter what, I don't maybe. I that kind of language. Maybe. <laughs> if you we are, definitely do. Um, <laughs> don't want your kids real. to hear this podcast. <laughs> if you're Randy in person, you're Randy on Twitter. So, Randy! We're going with Mel Torme uh, old school <laughs> shit. I think the difference is I'm older than him. I think Eric brings up a good point and i think the dip but the, i think the fundamental difference between what's going on with netflix and with with facebook facebook is a free service so the fact of the matter is is if their interface changes look you're still using it for free if you don't want to use it as far as they're concerned just go but they have the power of 500 million users sure. behind mm-hmm. them and so that is that alone is enticing enough for your business to say look i gotta be there because people are a talking about my business, they're talking about something, and I should get involved somehow. Netflix is not as Netflix does. You don't have a presence on Netflix. You know, it's just a service. It's right. not a social networking. It's not a social networking tool. So there's there's different kind of dynamics there too. So I I agree with you that you know Facebook it's annoying, but at the same token, I think that they they have almost more of a right to change the way things are because. It's a free service if you don't want to use it. Plus, they own well, the business. They yeah, can do they're it. They're professionals. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it's their business is the social networking and to be coming up with the new things and integrating things that we as people can't really fathom, but on in a big picture right. way, right? They have the ability to look at it and see how they can make the product better. Three weeks later, after they make a big change, nobody's complaining anymore. No, but that's like well, everything. Think, yeah, <clears throat> why bother? Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> corporate is good at doing one thing at being big. Uh, right, that's what they're good. That? Corporate is good at being big. Yeah, in yeah, terms of yeah, yeah. when they say something, the good part is that they really don't. He- they hear changes a whole, but they've already thought this out. They've thought it out probably three steps forward. Right, usually, usually, yeah. and if, a month and a half earlier, two months earlier, right. bef- and they Which know I can all this respect. Stuff. I can respect yeah. that. And you know, I laughed at all the people who you know when it changed three, four weeks ago, whatever it was. I was laughing at all Netflix the people. or Facebook. We're talking about Facebook, okay. or I'm talking about Facebook. Okay. I laughed at Thank all you. the people who made that shit, who who uh, complained consistently and constantly. And I said, yeah, you're, you're an idiot. It's a free service. Why are you complaining? Three weeks later, after actually using it that way, I have to say that I'm a little disappointed because I find that I personally miss a lot of information that goes by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not because I'm a creature of habit, which maybe to some extent I am. And I appreciate, you know, you expect something to be a certain way. Yes. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying that they may have certain thoughts or certain reasons for doing what they did and making the changes that they did, that they did. But I find that I actually, as the, uh, on the consumer end, let's say on my personal Facebook page, I find that I miss a lot of updates for, because you're supposed to look at that uh, the stream, I guess, on the right side. That's Twitter. Which, That's which Twitter I, and yeah. Facebook. But, right. but, but seriously, I, I ignore that for some reason because I'm not used to looking on there. It's much too text intense, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's almost like uh, if you use Flipboard, right? It gives you the, the, the text streams and it gives you the, the photo streams. And I have yet to really use face, um, a Flipboard effectively because I'm not used to that layout and Facebook seems to have incorporated that layout. So I'm actually having difficulty. And even as a business owner, Flipboard is by the way, when you're done, mm -hmm. say what it is. 
Because I don't think a lot of people Oh, Flipboard. Flipboard is a social media app that I think probably concentrates more on links and media than it does on text updates, right? It's only available on the iPad, correct? I'm not sure. Yes, it is iPad only. It's basically a magazine. It's a magazine that, well, it creates a magazine based on your Facebook or your Twitter feeds or both, which is actually really cool. But if you're used to that chronological timeline of your wall on Facebook or even your, your feed, on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, it's to me, it's a little confusing sometimes or at times. So, so for me, actually, a few weeks later, um, it's actually even I was saying as a business owner, it's a little bit more difficult to stay in. To, actually, it's probably better for the business owner because you get more notifications, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. It yeah. is different, but you get more notifications as your business owner. You, you're more in tune with people posting on your page. But on the personal side, I feel like for some reason I'm missing a lot of information from my friends. I don't know if you have to subscribe. They've also reduced the number of emails that they send out to. Yeah, so right. that, yeah, you know. yeah. Which I kept those two minimum as much as possible. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. but anyway, Just we have it open all the time, so we can see the red yeah, flags. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, let, go ahead, Eric. Yeah. Uh, see, it's interesting your point because uh, you're missing <clears throat> items that you're interested in. Yes, and that goes back to communication. Yeah. And Which is I, why we do this. Right. And that's the reason why we want to communicate with people about our, whether it's personal status updates and what we want to share. But as a business owner as well, you want to be able to promote something or share or communicate events in certain ways. And everything changed over the past several months. Right. So how can you guarantee that the people that you're trying to reach are going to receive your message via Facebook or Twitter? I don't think you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why you have to have a well-rounded approach, and mm-hmm. it can't just be one or mm. one or none. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. A well-rounded approach. That's true. You can't have one. Think, you can't have the other. You can't rely on. I think the just um, one vehicle. No. I think the difficulty with Facebook is that they. Uh, I mean, and there's there's another change on on the way. I can tell you that the 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 user timeline. interface pay, the timeline is going to change. I love that. So do I. Um, And I think it's going to be good. Um, But of course, there are people that are going to be complaining about it. I think think the thing that Facebook doesn't do effectively is communicate how to effectively use the changes that have been implemented. Um, You know, and and they're not as intuitive as one might think. I think, you know, I'm going to bring up another company, Apple, and love them or hate them. I think they really take a lot of time to consider the user experience mm-hmm. in all of their products. Um, and that's that's true across the board, not only from, you know, whether you're picking up an iPhone or you're picking up an iPad, but they they think of the most natural way that a person might use something and then they they build that into their products. And then they based on user feedback, they improve that process. So a perfect example is the way somebody might use the camera. You know, people were complaining about, you know, in, in previous iterations of the iPhone that it takes too long to actually unlock the phone, go to the camera app, start up the camera app, and it took too long for the camera to actually come up. So they improved it greatly in the in the new version of the iPhone in that you only have to double tap the home button now mm-hmm. to pull up the camera. And, and so that's, that's in response to user feedback. That's, and that's a user experience, um, 
component tweak uh, right. tweak of mm-hmm. the uh, of the product. I don't think Facebook necessarily does a good job of that, and I think that's where they run into trouble with people. I don't think I, I think that they think you know they're looking at it from a programmer standpoint, or they're looking at it from a person standpoint as somebody who stares at the Facebook screen all day, or a marketing standpoint, or a marketing mm-hmm. standpoint because you know they're harvesting a lot of information. Exactly, and I I think that. I'm not saying that the service necessarily, I'm not saying that Facebook necessarily sucks. I mean, it has 500 million users and people aren't willing to kind of lose that connection to others. But I think that they need some more help with their, with investigating their user experience and uh, defining better ways uh, to implement them. Well, well with, let me, oh, go Barb. I was just going to say with 500 million users, you're going to have varying levels of ability Yep. And True. you like True. grandma's not good at a computer. <laughs> and when you move her cheese, she's like, what, what did you guys, what you guys do oh, to me? I just, I just learned how to print. <laughs> and when you like mess it up. Now it's wireless. Yeah. Then everyone that that's where a lot of the complaining comes from. I think is mm-hmm. a lot of the people mm-hmm. that just generally are not as familiar with even using a computer. Like they know how to go on there and email their True. friends and get on Facebook True. and right. look at pictures and stuff. But when you, you change it all up, those are the, that's really the, the metrical person that gets really. When I learned to drive, up. I didn't complain that I had to hit the blinker thing to go left. And here's what I think. I think you're right. Yes. But I think the, there's more layers to it. And here's, go ahead. Uh, you didn't have to learn the, to where to use the blinker thing. No. If you buy a new car and the blinker thing is in a different yeah. position, right, doesn't yeah. that drive you crazy right. for the first few weeks? Right. Yes. That, 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 yeah, but that where, was my follow But the blinker thing will always be on the left. You think so? What I know so. What if it weren't? What if it weren't? And that's what I'm saying. That's, well, that's the- But that, it is. But what I'm saying so is no Facebook hypoth- doesn't Facebook. I'm trying to agree with you. Here. Okay, okay. So just shut up. <laughs> but I'm just saying there's another layer to the onion there. The, uh, by the way, my shirt says rock out with your cock out. If you notice. Oh, okay, that's today's shirt. Oh, thank you. Just from the chubby. Pickles I did not. Do you see the chicken I don't there? try to decipher okay. your shirts. No. Um, well, here's where I'll tell you that you're right. Totally or I agree with you. Sorry. <laughs> I agree with you. With the and fact your shirt of, is a stretch now that I really look at it. It's really difficult to figure that out. I'm getting pretty big. I'm going to the gym a lot. It's so what? Stretching. I think it's supposed to be. Now you have me it. staring at your boobs. <laughs> I go to the gym a lot. I'm, I, I'm developing like, I'm getting oh, big. Oh, those are pecs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Melons. I don't have a problem with it. I thought they were melons. <laughs> no, no, this is a melon. That's my nickname in high school, by the way. So you know. Okay. All right. Okay. Anyway, so I was 12 pounds when I was born. So, you know. Yeah. So yeah, my mother's just big. Just imagine. It was all Italian boy. Yeah, it still is. Anyway, okay. So look, layers, onions. I agree with you that Steve Jobs or Apple, which we'll talk about Jobs for a moment, uh, but Apple, they do take the user experience into account. They, I, what I think is that Steve Jobs tells you this is an iPod. I don't want buttons, and this is what you're going to use. See, I think they do the same thing as Facebook. They tell you what they what you need, and they give it to you. They just make it much prettier. Facebook. It's got so many intricacies to it that people use it all day that even a subtle change will put a big uproar. When Apple put out the iPad, some people said the tablet should be bigger. Some people said, you know, the next one's going to have no home button because Steve Jobs doesn't like buttons or didn't, or he, well, he still doesn't like buttons. He is very good at telling the consumer what they want and making it seem like it's what the consumer wants. That's what they're very good at, and they make it beautiful, like you said, the design-wise. Where I think Facebook, they're the programmers of the world. They're, they're, they're not as socially... They're like Google. Google put Wave or Buzz in the... Wave. In, mm-hmm. right, right, they just implemented it in the email. People were like, what the hell is that? You know, 
There's the there's the PC, Google, <laughs> Facebook world of things, and then there's the Apple side of things. Both have their strengths. Strengths. However, Apple wraps it in a nice bow, and that's why it looks prettier. So mm. I, I do think that they both mm. do the same thing, and they tell you what you need. It's just like you said, Apple makes it prettier and makes you think that you want it. You know, it. Apple's bacon, Facebook is sizzling. I mean, they can tell, they can wrap it up. That's the second sizzling time I've brought, I've brought it up in these podcasts. But I only vaguely agree with you. Um, and because I think we should change okay, gears soon. The, tell me the part you agree with me. I think we should change gears soon. I think you're right. They both tell you what you need. But I think That's it, the premise of my I think I think Apple is phenomenal at figuring out what you need before you realize you need it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. yes. Okay. Because I never thought I needed my iPad. No. But now... Once it you goes have, everywhere with yeah, me. I never thought I needed. I, I never wanted a smartphone. I'm talking about years ago, right? Never want. I don't want. To, I don't want all that information. I don't want it. I got my first Palm Trio, right? That was my first smartphone. Yeah, baby. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Kept my calendar on it. No email. Kept my calendar. No events on it either. It's when, great. No nothing. <laughs> Once I got my iPhone, holy crap! Two months later, I can't live without it. Mm-hmm. Cannot live without it. Right now, if I don't have my phone, I freak out. Yeah. Because it has my life on it. So they're very good. And and now, as far as design changes, yes, they wrap everything up in a very, very nice package. But everything in there that you're not used to using is awkward at first. And then all of a sudden, it's super cool because they thought it out so yeah. correctly. They tested it. Probably I mean, yeah. so many times that you go, wow, this is perfect, actually. I understand why they did it the way they did. So I kind of agree with you. But what part? Look, I'm not, not trying really. to be. I don't, I don't agree that Facebook actually goes that far into the psyche of the consumer. And uh, no, I don't think they do. Yeah, I definitely okay. do. I think okay, that so they think what they think and they put it out there. Right. Whereas Apple does that, but they also have that they, they, caveat of saying we're also taking the user into account as well. Huge. Huge. Yes, one hundred percent. Huge. Well, I also think Apple has kind of the advantage where Apple is a product that you're paying for. It, and True. with owning their products and carrying the newest, the best, the brightest comes a certain level of status True. that people want to have yes. and True. kind of show off that help. But it is a better product. The, it is. It really oh, is. Oh, absolutely. First of all, we're comparing apples to oranges quite thank literally. You. How long were you going to say that? <laughs> a while. Okay, thank you. <laughs> They're really, uh, uh, we're talking about the consumer experience right. and, yeah. and the forethought that each individual company has in designing or, or creating the next iteration. Not necessarily the product. You know what I find interesting about is that Apple, Steve Jobs, the Buddhist, he's considered, you know, liberal, democratic, all that, like that concept, that vibe to it. And the PC is considered like, you know, conservative on the, the Microsoft Republican. office. Well, no, it's true. But the pro- the thing is, that's funny, is the PC is really open and Apple is very, this is what actually, we are, absolutely this right. is what we do. They're right. very much the opposite of what people conceive it. So they think somehow Steve Jobs sold a conservative Republican product to the hippies in San Francisco. You're actually, <laughs> it's amazing. That's pretty correct. Bill but, Gates, you know, when corporate. Because Bill Gates is wide open. I mean, Windows is, philo- is wide he, open. He does philosophy now for TED and stuff yeah, like that. I absolutely. don't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, Eric, right, you have any thoughts? <laughs> well, I'm definitely proud to say I'm a Mac, and I've been a Mac since day one. Actually, I, even in uh, back at Rutgers in 1988, 89, uh, we were using those Mac Classics, and even in the um, study center, there were two... Apple computers and 20 yes, PCs. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I waited online for the Max. And they had like three programs you could run on them. Um, and that was fine. Because it looked pretty. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask you guys both about, oh, sorry. No, no. About social media for the both of you. Now, as far as the hotel, do you guys, 
or do you want to? Maybe they don't let you. If you wanted to uh, give discounts via Twitter for rooms and stuff like that, do they have the TVs in the rooms? Do they have like things like an Apple TV or are they considering that? Do you think it'll work in like maybe the higher end rooms or oh, give me your concept of like how you use Twitter and stuff like that with that's kind um, of a brand thing. Yeah, as Sheridan actually is pretty on the forefront as far as using the social media goes. They are one of the few hotel chains that really embraced Foursquare mm -hmm. when it came out and put together a really nice Foursquare check-in special, which now is expired. So we're looking into starting a new one. Um, but when you checked in at a Sheridan Hotel, if you linked your Foursquare account with your um, Starwood Preferred Guest, which is our hotel loyalty mm -hmm. program... Um, link them together, you would receive 250 bonus loyalty points That's that smart. you could use towards That's whatever. Cool. And Very cool. honestly, for me, Foursquare is an awesome, awesome tool. And I absolutely love it because coupling it with Twitter, when somebody checks in at the hotel and blasts it out to their Twitter account, I have an alert set up for Sheridan Eaton Hound Hotel. So whenever somebody checks in, I can welcome them, you know, talk to them about their stay, answer That's any cool. questions. That's really, and just really, really cool. use that as a so tool. So you're listening. Yeah, as a tool to, you know, stay in touch with our guests. People really like seem to buy into that and think that it's really cool. Do you think that like, I mean, it's still probably a small portion of those that do use Foursquare, right? I mean, right. it's still not right. Uh, as we feel, we're in a bubble, so we, we think are, of these yeah. type of things yeah, yeah. as right. we've heard of them. That's we what use we do. Them. Right. We checked in at Drop House. But reality <laughs> is probably here. what, like one out of every ten. Pro if that, yeah. If that, okay. So you like throw a parade when it's that one person? You're like, what do you want for a week? Well, it's even better when I like tweet at them and say, hey, that, you know, hope you enjoy your stay. Thanks for, right. you know, choosing us or whatever it is that but I say. Really, and I, then I, they write back. I'm like, right. Oh, I've got realize, realize the personal touch that that is, though. Yes. Because, so um, awesome. Mine and Barb's first engagement, so right. to speak. Uh, disclaimer, disclaimer, <laughs> uh, was uh, a few weeks ago when uh, we did a bridal show at that property, the Sheridan Meeting Town. You're talking about engagement in a bridal show. I mean, it's a good thing you put that oh, disclaimer wow. in there. I have a lot, have a lot of explaining to do. He, he, he used the fufu today. <laughs> Apricots. Apricots, good. So, um, but I did. And uh, Barb was listening, obviously, as the Sheridan property, right? Right. And she tweeted back. I'm like, Wow, that's, that's really cool. cool. Because a lot of places don't even bother. You get no engagement whatsoever from where you check and in. And now your relationship is completely different just because of one thing that she paid attention yeah. to watch well, you. We, we started, yeah, we started engaging, so to speak, on, on uh, social media. Right. And then there's the personal account, there's the Sheridan account. And when she walked up today to the studio, right. I said, hey, it's nice to actually meet you. Exactly. And, that, and that's been going on for like three, four weeks. I think that's yeah. kind of cool. So Very when cool. you start, when Barb starts suggesting you to be the MC for all weddings at Sheridan, <laughs> Sheridan Eatontown, <laughs> what you'll do is when the, you'll tell the bride and groom if they have any guests coming in. It'll be awesome. To contact Barbara. Right, exactly. And everybody there's, there's a spider web right there. There is. Waiting to happen. Here's what you need to do with Sheridan. Here's the last <laughs> thing that you need to do. Take I want to be able to tweet out to Sheridan uh, room service what I want. Okay. That's what I want. Good to luck. be able to, Good like, luck with that. It's, it's too difficult for me to answer the phone, to pick up the phone and do it. I want to be able to tweet it out just because I can. That's all. But isn't that a public forum? Aren't you putting it on Well, if I, I, I don't them, mind if people are happy. Yeah, I don't care if anybody. I mean, look, I don't know what you order at hotel rooms, but <laughs> <laughs> I usually order the French dip. Channel 950 is not coming in. Can you make yeah, sure? Yeah, that, that might be a little okay. bit um, Eric, you are a Facebook, right? I mean, primarily, I know you use Twitter a lot, but you really have a big following. I don't, I don't mean that in a good way on Facebook. Well, uh, it's been two and a half years. I've been building it and building mm -hmm. it and building it. What is, uh, 
give me some of your dynamics or thoughts on how you use Facebook or for the wedding, I mean, New Jersey mm -hmm. wedding industry. Well, first, in terms of the word engagement, which I think is a good word, um, I try to engage different markets. You know, one is every business has a Facebook fan page sure. that people have to like. And so I, I have an njwedding.com, New Jersey's wedding planning resource Facebook page, which just exceeded 2,000 fans, a, which is a milestone, you know? Well, but it's I'm fun. impressed. No, it's something that I've been building up to since day one. I'm like, oh, all right, this is cool. Let me try to get 50. But they're real people. I mean, it's real engagement. Some people have 50 pages and post them and everything, but we don't know anybody like that. Right. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a process. And this is what I found over the years. And, and we talked about the changes because when you have a page, you can tag other pages. Right. In other past, pages, yes. Right. In the past, you, you used to be able to tag other people. Right. Now you can't. Right. So on, in groups, you can tag people and not pages. So you can engage people in different ways. So uh -huh. I'm learning about that and I'm utilizing it in the best it's of very my ability. Very subtle nuance, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to do is um, build the, of course, the, fa the Facebook fan page for njwedding.com and keep you know, posting information that's, that's interesting to our potential readers, whether they're brides, mostly brides, and some people within the wedding community. I call professionals, vendors, um, and the like. Then I have a number of Facebook groups. One is called New Jersey Wedding Industry Professionals. And we have 1,500 or so on there. And that's, in the past, they used to be able to invite people to join the group. And they can choose to join the group or not. I like that setup. Yeah, like that. Now when you have a group, you can add all your friends. So that's okay. a change. Is oh. it, are you, I mean... I'm guessing that you get a lot of vendors that are always opt-in. They love this kind of stuff. The harder probably part for you is probably to get the brides to get into that kind of group. So You're right. do you have a group that's specific just to brides in a sense? I do. I mean, you do? And, okay. and I have a couple. One is called New Jersey Weddings. Okay. So that's a group that both vendors and brides join and post in. And also a group called New Jersey Bridal Shows and Events. Okay. So And there's over a thousand people in there. Right. So little by little, I posted stuff today about what's coming up in New Jersey as far as bridal shows and events and things that you're sure. interested in. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are invited mm -hmm. to post whatever they want to a certain degree. Right. Right. Now, <laughs> and some go beyond that degree. Right. If it's well, appropriate. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, now, one of the things that I have for you, you definitely seem to be very engaged with your audience and you have a lot of followers. Um, how do you, as someone who clearly has a lot of engagement, how do you manage that engagement so that it doesn't take up your whole day? I know that there are a lot of businesses that would want to know that the answer to that question. That's interesting. Um, it's, it's a challenge because we have our business, which is njwedding.com, the website. And that's our bottom line. Like you know, the bottom oh, we line send is, them home to your website. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I think of that when I you know, want to post something on Facebook or any social media tool or share it on Twitter with links how can I send them to my bridal show calendar on our website? Mm -hmm. Or if I have a section for DJs, which we have like disc jockeys serving Northern central New Jersey, I have 25 to 30 paying advertisers on our site. I want to share that page on Twitter or various sections of Facebook where appropriate to give some traffic and exposure to that page. So I kind of almost think throughout the day and it's not, I don't automate anything. Mm -hmm. I always think for you, that a boy. Yes, right. <laughs> and I think that those that do don't realize the impact that those tweets and those posts are coming 
and they don't. They have no one no. back. No. Those, those automated tweets. They have, I mean, for the most part, there are. We, Marianne and I discussed this before. There are times when it, it is it's okay to do it. Well, but it's been a topic. It has to be yeah, right we, in we, addition we to. You know, it's got to be ninety percent. You and then if right. you got to do stuff certain times, of it course, can't I, be, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say it can't necessarily all be. It, it certainly cannot all be automated. I mean, that just turns people mm-hmm. off. Um, but well, if you're announcing that an event, is a turn off, you know, and you, you want to make sure that it reaches the broadest audience, maybe you throw out an automated tweet or you throw out an, a, a scheduled. Uh, you know, we the distinction being that you're not. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what the uh, hell is no, that? No, I wanted to get a little You were leaning back when you were talking, no, so I wanted to a little... It's fine. A difference it's, between... It's nothing, it's nothing weird. I guess, I guess my <laughs> argument is more scheduled, more than automated. Like, you know, if somebody follows you, you're not automatically responding to them, hey, thanks for following me, but you might schedule it for... I get those. To yeah, I ignore them. I ignore them. them. The automatic DMs? As yeah, the automatic DMs. DMs you can if they have my name in it... Do you know there's like 500, 500 blog posts that have something bad about me somewhere on the... Oh, yeah. oh well, don't, on Twitter. Don't, don't click no, the No, no, don't click those. Right. <laughs> on Twitter, there's a lot of DMs that'll say, oh my God, I saw this horrible photo of you on... Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, really? Have you those not looked so at obvious. Facebook page? Those are so obvious. But we interrupted. No, no that's all I was I saying. Is that, I know. That was... Uh, yeah, I was well, my, my, my challenge with Facebook recently, and this is why I'm kind of... I've always been a champion of Facebook, really. And when it came down to the changes, for example, I have this group, New Jersey Bridal Shows and Events. Right. And once, in, in let's see, six months ago, it was a group. And then they said you had to do something, unless it's going to be archived. Remember that? There were groups that yep. were, if you didn't do anything with them. If you them, didn't change them, right. right. So the group, I was able to send out a mass email message one time mm. to, to inform. the entire group. There were a thousand members. They all got an email. And I would say, here's what's coming up with bridal shows this week or this weekend, right? And it's funny because I went to the bridal shows and actually saw people that responded. And I said, how did you find out about the show? Right. Well, we got your email through Facebook. Awesome. That's great. Then they changed it and all the groups became interactive. Right. Without. Because they anyone... want you to be on Facebook. No. They, don't, they don't want you to get the email alert in your inbox so that you see what happened and not go to, they want you with right. Facebook. They want you to That's go why on. they came out with Facebook email. Yeah. Yes. Right. Which, right. which is so which, annoying. It's a, this is a, it's just AOL 1995. So this is all, everything is well, just a straight AOL. But the whole problem with that was that um, any single, every single post in that group now went to a thousand members. Right. So they are like scrambling because they get 10 email messages Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yep. To get, get me out of this group. That's annoying. Get what's it? your yep. philosophy on overposting on Facebook? Just I generally, think it what's needs your, to be strategic. Strategic. So you think people who overpost on Facebook really are talking to an empty room? Well, it's sometimes important to share posts in certain ways. Yeah, of course. But I just I'll, I'll say it needs to be strategic and targeted to the audience that's going to be interested in that. Mm-hmm. I, I say that with a little bit of history myself, personally in the New Jersey wedding industry. There you are really people post sometimes. A lot, Lorenzo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there are a lot. There there are certain people that not certain. There are p- groups that just post so much that it just. You know, you mute them. I yeah. mean, it's well, just yeah. like that, in real life. you tune them out. Yeah, yeah. you just tune real, them out. You just go life. right by it. There's that friend that you have that you know calls you, and every time they call you, you're like, okay, mute call because right. you know that right. they're just calling right. to complain. Correct, correct. Right. So, and I think that that is, you know, there's a there's a fine line between hustling and and whatever the word is you want to use for yeah, over, strategic. You know, yeah. 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 Thank you. It's it's, it's too much. It is, and there's a fine line too between being on Facebook for business and being on there for your personal. And I really am kind of protective of my Facebook space on my personal mm-hmm, page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when people use my Facebook friends as a place to like throw their marketing message out sure, on my right. page, 
No, no, no. That's no. obnoxious. That's, right. that's like an that's automatic. Rude, I'm going to delete it's rude. that. Like that's don't infringe on my right. my friends and my space. I, I don't use that as marketing space, so don't don't push that on me. If you could have iPads in every room at the Sheridan. You're really talking money here. We're going to have to come up with a marketing. Girl, it ain't, your fault. Rooms, Girl it ain't your fault. But when a room is $1.99 a night on a Wednesday night in the middle of December, yeah, I did Sheridan. Yeah. Well, it depends, it depends on what room you're staying in. Let, let, let me also include the fact that no matter what your salary is, you should be making more money because you truly love your job. So I do. Yeah. Let, and you're, you and got that, Mr. Uh, boss there, man? She's, she's, she's good at it, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's, no. She is excellent and engaged. She is. I mean, she is. I, you know, I can't speak for Eric. Marriott, know them. They suck. Was that? I, I, I do suck. <laughs> Marriott, not oh, Mariano. I, I think no. it's Isaac. <laughs> Maria, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Uncle, awesome. Uncle Meatball. Uncle Meatball, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's hey, Mariano. You know. Hey, how you doing? Does he still listen to the podcast? I think he does. He tuned out. Yeah, I want him to comment more on the. By the way, if you, Eric. He's and, actually going to be here in a, in a week. In my house? Here? No, here oh. in. Well, I really thought you meant here. Please let me know. Where I can shower. <laughs> um, yeah, if Eric and Barbara could, uh, let, let me just be completely transparent. Uh, go into iTunes, uh, subscribe, and put five stars and say really nice things. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I could say, you know, go into iTunes and give a fair rate. Look, give five stars, okay? Look, we gave you drinks. You're fine. Okay, five stars. <laughs> I did go in last night and sign up and five stars. I just five stars. rated. I haven't gotten there yet. Talk she wanted to listen to a couple of podcasts. If you don't mention them, it's fine. If you don't mention them, it's fine. I had to download the new thing. Can I just tweet it's, about it then? And yeah, please sir. Yeah, on your VHS? No. <laughs> you brought it up, Eric. Um, there was something else that you brought up in the car. I can't remember what it was. Steve Jobs. Well, okay. Do you wanna, uh, well, uh, you wanna, did you wanna, I bring up something else? You want to sing a song or something? Quarter right? I just, uh, you know, I know I talk about Apple a lot, but I do think that he was. You use Apple. It's a shame that he died when he did. Mm -hmm. He he is he was uh, he died too young. I think. I think he still had a lot of. Uh, a zest. lot of drive and zest and i mean zest. he, he the commercial Sorry. he yes. uh you know he died i mean he worked weeks before he died he was clearly passionate about what what he did and you know you would hope that there are more leaders in this world in that position i don't think steve jobs could have been president i don't think necessarily he was a perfect person um but he definitely to say that he didn't have an effect on this world I he mean, could have run homeland security for the internet Probably, <laughs> probably. Right? Of all people, though, I I don't really, I can't remember anyone dying that I really like felt so heartfeltly sad. Like a public about, figure, like, right? Really, I was like almost grieving. He was the next uh, day. He was my Elvis. I mean, I said it on Facebook and stuff yeah. like that. But he was like an El to me. He was an Elvis. Like, uh, I listened to everything he said. I didn't, you know, worship him in that sense, but right, right. Uh, you know, some people, uh, Kennedy, a Lennon, people like that, and well, it's it's a respect thing. I mean, no, you, it is you a respect, respect thing. Yeah. Well, especially when you're when you're a person who owns their own business, or you know, or is in charge of the is business, in charge right? of is in charge of their business. I think as difficult as I've heard that he could be, he demanded the best from the people that work. People There's a reason for that, people, There's pe a eventually, for that. Yeah, if there were, when he first got to Apple, there were a lot of people that hated him. But I think those are the people that just were kind of sitting at a cushy job and mm -hmm. didn't necessarily do. People who worked for him in the long haul always gave him his best, mm -hmm. gave him their best. And, and that's where I think- That's apparent. He He's did. like the soup Nazi. He was. He was like, yeah. I don't know you about kept that. that. Like Seinfeld? You kept going no, there familiar. for the soup, even yeah. though you got yelled at. No soup for you. <laughs> you kept going to work there, even though you got yelled Thank at you. to be great. Because the soup is great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm kind of curious. Uh, 
and I'll put this to our guests, Eric and Barb, how do you target or engage your target audience? Whether, whether that's actually your, you know, I know it, it probably, especially for Eric, you probably engage with a lot of wedding professionals, right? Uh, so those would be almost on the professional side, but you probably have some consumer side, obviously, because you have brides as well. And uh, Barb, you can kind of answer that, how it relates to you. How do you target that? How do you specifically well, target that? One of the things is that I'm always thinking about the two target markets. Right. For me, it's because you split. I'm always splitting. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to give it an even amount of understanding. So to the brides, actually, in fact, today, I use constant contact. A okay. Lot. For and email, that, right? Yep. And that's one of the things I've used for the past 11 or 12 years. Sure. So as I gather more and more brides that enter our website and, you know, fill in our forms and get, you know, into our database, I communicate with them on a regular basis. So just today, this morning, I scheduled an email blast about bridal shows this week. Right. You know, just, and I've seen you do that before. Yep. Have you? Okay. Yep. I mean, it's just something that I want to put out there and organize it in, in an email campaign, let them know about maybe a contest or where they can go to certain bridal shows and just give them the information that'll help them. So I sent out 7,000 emails at 1010 this morning. I mean, I was on <laughs> the road. From your car? I was, I was <laughs> on, on the road. road. I was around the road here. And I was very happy that, and I can go back and check my stats and That's cool. see how many click-throughs, how yep. many people went to the How many open? Yep, yep. Exactly. I love that. Um, so that's on one side. And I continue to do that on a weekly or you know, bi-monthly basis. Um, on the vendor side, it's always been networking in person, which we talked about is mm-hmm. really the, the best process. Um, through ABC, ISIS, NACE. I can name a million different associations that are now settling in New Jersey. These are wedding-related. These are wedding and event planning industry events um, that are coordinated by these associations. And there's always 20 to 30 or more people in various industries there. And it's been wonderful for the past 15 years to network with these people. Um, Then all of a sudden, social networking became a big component so you friend people on Facebook, right. you take pictures at these events and you tag them yep. and it shows up on their page. And then Twitter, to my understanding of Twitter, and now we have, um, is that you can network by referencing their Twitter account or sharing with them different things. What I'll mention on, on Wedding Wednesdays in the wedding community. When you say Wedding Wednesdays, you mean on Twitter, hash, the pound sign, WW, right? It started with... The hashtag Wedding Wednesday. Wedding Wednesday, and then we cut it down, right, to WW? I've seen a lot of WWs. Yeah, but that could misconstrue. That could be misconstrued, just so you know. Because a lot of people put, you know. You got schooled. (laughs) Apparently. Is that the title to a porn? I don't know. (laughs) Sit down, motherfucker, you got schooled. I learned that's my SAT word back in the day. I try to use it every once in a while. So what happens is that we try to people to know Wedding Wednesday, that they can post whatever they want, and they can reference announcements, links, news, about their business and hashtag Wedding Wednesday mm-hmm. becomes the tool. What I always find fascinating is when you actually click on a hashtag, meaning that you could just you yeah, can right. promote your stuff and put hashtags. Sure. Once you click on it, it opens up a whole world of it does. Pandora's box. It does. 
it's amazing. I mean, from England to India and Australia, mm-hmm. and all, you know, all parts of the United States. Which, which is the concept behind hashtags? Right, for those. How, how I guess one little tip is click on a hashtag every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, every once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the Google of conversation, really. It yeah. is actually. Right, yeah, you're right. absolutely right. Yeah. That's a great way I to like put that. it. Yep. Did we quote you on that? That was a good. Uh, <laughs> Say Please that again, do. loud and clear. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtagging and Twitter search are the Google of conversation. Nice. Now, if I may say something, you were speaking about hashtags and, and Wedding Wednesday. Mm-hmm. On the last episode that I did, Rockstar Podcast Light, I had Miha Baldwin, which I mentioned. He is the originator of Follow Friday. He is the first person that did Follow Friday. He owns a company called Graphically.com. Um, he's a wonderful dude. Trendsetter. Yeah, no, one, uh, totally awesome guy. Um, and he's got an interesting story. Uh, f- but he started hashtag Follow Friday written out. And he sent it to one person, and it just originated. But he is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a cool uh, listen. So I'll just plug well, our podcast to, to add to that. Like, yeah, or your What's podcast. What's interesting like is that podcast. we started Wedding Wednesday, and, and it was just came about, you know, like two and a half years ago, and there was no Wedding Wednesday presence. Oh no, no, this was what happened. People would actually say Happy Wedding Wednesday mm-hmm. on Facebook. And just by virtue of saying it's Wednesday, it's Happy Wedding Wednesday. Here's my latest creation and my invitation business or here's an event that I'm going to. Mm-hmm. So I actually um, created a Wedding Wednesday page on Facebook hmm. almost as a test. Test, sure. Just to see what people will do. Sure. And then I said, like Wedding Wednesday on Twitter, check it out on Facebook. And now cool. we're almost at a thousand fans over the past That's three awesome. or four months. That's a great idea. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. now they can reference on their pages, happy Wedding Wednesday. Right. It's a link. There's a marketing genius in our midst. That's awesome. you, um, But it just helps everybody in yeah, you know, ties it all together. the whole... Were you hesitant on Twitter at first? Because I only, I not to you, but you know, the wedding industry in New Jersey, a lot of people don't want to sometimes move into new technology. Were you? Sure. Well, I don't want to say were you hesitant, but more so, were you, was it hard for you to find other people you can communicate with in the New Jersey wedding industry at first? No. No, I think when uh, Barbara and I talked, uh, you know, just communicating back and forth, searching. I mean, I I have certain safe searches right on Twitter, which you know, NJ and wedding. Are two keywords I'm always constantly you know how powerful for. it is that's why mm-hmm. you know that yeah and so then I'll find I'll always find a new photographer a new DJ because the DJ will say DJing this wedding in NJ right or wherever they're going in town NJ mm-hmm. and it's just amazing and you can pluralize it you can NJ weddings and have a different set of searches um, NJ married right you know or getting married mm-hmm. puts me in touch with brides yeah and then sometimes I'll say I'm getting married in NJ can anyone know a good florist yep mm-hmm. And I'll refer to my floors page. Of course. Power is great. Twitter search, really which we've talked about. Why. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking more and more of, as we talk about this stuff, because I do so much wedding industry, it's making me think of the hotel industry. And I'm like thinking, like, you sh- I, not that you should. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just, it's a thought. He is, I think. No, he is. no. I'm lying that I don't without knowing what he's saying. <laughs> I want you to kill. let her talk. But like, I, if, like, if anybody, I would have a search that said Hyatt or a competition, and anybody said that I'm staying there, I would just offer them like one dollar less than what they're saying. <laughs> that's, a, that's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, that's. But, but I do have a search set up that is my entire comp set. I'm obnoxious. Okay. I know. Thank you. I oh, took oh, you with oh, a grain of salt. Oh, oh. <laughs> you talk? It's all good. Let talk. She's the guest. We're talk, we're, uh, yes, I'm and you had. We're bantering. It's fine. No, but I do have a Twitter a column set up in my tweet deck that is specifically my comp set hotels. Okay. Um, I also have a specific column set up for search in my tweet deck that is my customers or my potential customers, mm-hmm. so I can separate them from that ongoing huge stream 
that keeps flying by and that one moves a little bit slower. I can right. go through it and see if there's anything that I just, you know, can either shoot out a link to a blog post or a, a link on our website or, you know, just give any kind of information or help um, to them. Do they pretty much let you use Twitter and Facebook freely at the office? Um, yeah, I'm pretty much the only one in probably the majority of the hotel that knows I'm sure they're all on Facebook. I mean, everybody knows how to use Facebook, but as far as using Twitter, they have no idea. My boss two weeks ago literally went crazy because he found out I had clout. And he didn't know what it, he didn't know what it was. Like clout with and a K? He, yeah. yeah. Eric with a K. And he, <laughs> Touche. He, he, not, he's not an internet guy. He's not a Googler. Like I have a question. I go right to Google. He he took it he upon makes himself. Fault. Does he get the yellow pages? No, we don't have the yellow pages. <laughs> We're a very green hotel. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. Sorry. But he did Google clout. And I walked back in the office after I presented at Mariano's meetup. And he read to me the, the definition of what clout was. <laughs> and he was like, you know, you're like like a D. Maybe you could do a little bit. What did I tell you your response should have been? I'd like to see you in the high 90s. Yeah, I'd like, <laughs> yeah. To, see my, I'd like to see my salary in the high 190s. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. Was he, was, he, was he being facetious or was he like serious? Uh, no, he was kidding. Oh, okay. No, because I explained to him how the whole thing worked. And in the end, he was he was pretty impressed, I think, and okay. continues to call me Clout to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud diggity. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, okay. So this is the part where we uh, give a suggestion. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes, uh, you know, it might be an app, a software, some video that you saw, uh, a service, whatever it may be. First, we're going to go to Mariano because he apparently has a geeky app. We're going to see what level of geekness it is. Oh. Go ahead, Mayor. Are you uh, seem a little mm, today? You're like, no, he got tired. Me? Remember? He's tired. I told you. I'm exhausted. Yeah, you forgot about you, it. See, it you know, an hour ago, I know, but I remember. Do you want Mariano, he doesn't listen to your response anymore. I know. He doesn't really listen. So he's, he's. It's all about the ego. Oh, cocky. It's he all about the ego. But he doesn't listen. Right, when he exactly. posts, it's all about my show. Uh, it's you know, okay. It's you know, funny. What? I'm going to unfollow both of you on Twitter. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I mentioned the Jib Jab Jr. Yes, you did. Yeah, in fact, it was only the last podcast. It's fine. No, this is why I'm so tired. Um, No, the the, um, one of the things that we use um, for our company, uh, we do a lot of WordPress sites, and um, there's a website out there um, that if you've ever wanted a WordPress site, or if you are in the develop into the development of WordPress sites, it's called WPMU Dev, and I just go there all the time, and they have really great plugins, uh, their themes are a little, their themes are not as good, I don't think, but their plugins, their development philosophy is really good. And, and if you need to kind of spruce up the website, it's expensive, right? It's about four or 500 bucks a year, but it's, it's well worth it for a company that, or for someone who does this kind of stuff all the time that sets up WordPress sites and, okay. and, uh, and wants to use, doesn't want to go through the process of reinventing. So it's more the, the developer side than it is an actual user it's side. It's more the developer side than an actual user side. And the other thing, uh, if you, again, if you're using WordPress sites, um, we started using, uh, a company for some template work, um, you know, so a template is basically a th- the theme of your website. Um, and there's a company called Elegant Themes that does a really good job of uh, putting out some very, I think, very affordable themes for your uh, for your website. I think their 
individual website themes are like 39 bucks. So in other words, um, buy the theme and then special. contact a Valiant. And then we'll, yeah. yes, and then we'll and Tony, up, who doesn't like a good plug-in? <laughs> I mean, really. He left the door wide open. Yeah. He did. Thank you for saying, oh, that's even my office. Oh, that's good. So, she's paying attention. Marianne, if you ever can't make a podcast, she's, that's fine. <laughs> I, I think I'm being replaced. No, that's no, no, we're not no being. You are irreplaceable, you do have my better friend. Hair. <laughs> What's do, that? Barb, Barb does have better hair. That's not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm I, not going to. I can say, say that. I have the big only thing melody. you know. You know. I think this is. I'm going to go off on a complete tangent now. No, he woke up. Oh, he woke up six oh, hours into the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> the podcast you? is over and unplugged. I was. Oh, I was awake for the entire. I podcast. know you so were texting. I want. I our guests to speak a little bit more than me. I, you know, the podcast is not about Lorenzo's me. Lorenzo's a spotlight hog. Yeah, Lorenzo. What did I say to you on the way? What did I say on the car about the last podcast? Put your pants on? No, I didn't think, I'm not taking my no. pants off today. No, he did tell me to take my pants off on the way in. I will oh. tell you. <laughs> I said when we walked out. Okay. No, no. What did I say to you in the car about the I'm last podcast the about what I was about? What you were what? Okay, I don't remember. Never mind. You guys I, are so I can cute only today. I can only lay the cream puffs up for him to hit out You're if he if so he swings. Cute today. Yeah, no, no yeah. I said that That's I talked great. way too Have much on the last podcast. Oh yes, you did. I did say that. I said I talked too much. You? I did on the last podcast. I talked too much. What's your show, buddy? We stop fucking saying that. I'm really fucking annoyed with it. It's not my fucking show. It doesn't say Lorenzo's podcast. <laughs> Only on the Facebook updates. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Well, hold on. Hold on. If I didn't do... Th- I'm not even sorry. The blog, the website, the Twitter. This is therapy. Oh, look, your oh, look, your battery's dead. <laughs> just my battery is full of charge. Anyway, Eric, do you have like uh, an app, a software service, a video, uh, something? Actually, speak- <laughs> speaking of video, I actually find it fascinating that I learned at a seminar recently over the summer that uh, YouTube is really the largest search engine. Right. Next Google, right? It's owned by Google. Mm, well, YouTube, yeah. in fact, I mean, maybe people watching less TV these days and right. pl- you know, plenty of time to go on, but it, it reminds me of a, um, a bunch of things. One is that I always like to videotape you know, certain bands or DJs or bridal shows and, or events or things like that. And I posted on YouTube, and I'm amazed at how many people actually watch it and share it. Right. You know, and um, another one that you know, viral videos that really go around to like millions and millions of hits. Um, there's one specific video that's been viral for the past couple of years. Uh, it's the one where the bride and groom are on a rock, right, and the officiant is behind them, and the uh, bridesmaid or the maid of honor is on to the left, and the um, best man is to the right. And the officiant says, and may I have the rings, please? And the best man reaches into his pocket. Oh, I've seen this. Steps up into the onto the rock and all of a sudden falls, trips and falls and pushes the bride and the officiant into over the ledge mm-hmm. and into the pool. And for many months and for a year, that video went viral and up to six or seven million hits. And it just turned out that many people thought it was real or or not. And it was, in fact, staged. And it's actually part of a film that came out, and it's on DVD. It's called actually it's 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 a smart video, viral video technique almost. Like send something up to huh. it, to YouTube, let people talk about it. Right. And it's actually called uh, Chloe and Keith's wedding. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So you know now it's coming out on. As but were you left flat after so you, you found ru- out it was you staged? You ruined it for I me. Thought, well, I have to just share it because now I know. Now I know the truth. <laughs> See, um, that to me is like the automated tweet. Like I would rather them tell me it's a stage thing up front, 
and make and make me feel like I know that I'm you watching something that's watch produced. Right. You probably wouldn't watch it. Well, yeah, I yeah. guess yeah. You I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Well, you yeah. it'd be you'd like be those Q cat videos. Unless you like cats, you're gonna you're not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I can't even say. <laughs> Thank you so much. I has so, cheeseburger. I guess I guess what I'll say is that don't ever uh, um, think that video marketing is is not part of the mix. Sure, it is absolutely. YouTube it is has wonderful. to be part of the mix. That's why we do vlogs. Yeah, vlogs huge. Um, so we talked about today, like you know, constant contact emails, yep. YouTube uh, um, videos, mm-hmm. uh, um, tweets, and Wedding Wednesday hashtags, and all the different things, and Facebook posts and pages and groups. It's all part of the marketing mix. So well, your suggestion is work. Work, work hard, <laughs> no, work, it is work. work hard, work smart, work yeah. your ass and be strategic. Yeah. And don't put all your eggs in one basket because mm. there's a lot. I love scrambled eggs. That's like finding an <laughs> Easter egg on the website. <laughs> eggs in one basket. Bart. Well, since I opened a Pandora's box and discussing clout before, I guess I'll close out with that. Um, I know a lot of people kind of look down on it, but you can also use it as a tool to kind of, you know, set yourself a goal as far as a number of where you want to be as far as an engagement wise goes. So if you fall below or, you know, you're getting really high, you can kind of keep yourself in check. Maybe I'm posting too much and getting a little too crazy or I'm, I've dropped off. I'm not putting out good enough content that's not engaging people. That would be me. <laughs> I dropped. <laughs> it's, it makes me sad when I it drop. Ma- it I makes me like, a little oh, sad. Yeah. I have to tweet a lot today. Somebody's judging me. Well, and you know, that's <laughs> kind of the... And that's not the way to do it. I was no, that's sarcastic. not the way to do it, but really like the retweet. into that. We talked about rut. this. The retweet is... It's important. And also the fact that like clout, I got a uh, $15 gift card from Subway through exactly. cloud because they, and they we have see you as this. a thought leader right? and your audience is engaged with you and they want to get you on board as an, a brand ambassador of course. to talk about their products. So why don't we throw you a bone Of course, and you're going to, you're going to shout out about us and do a heck of a lot more marketing for us than we could spend well, money on. It's power to the people, right? I'll exactly. get the gift card in the mail this week. I'll take a picture and then I'll send out a tweet. I'll at subway. By the way, I did at subway, uh, when I found out about it and they never replied. So, um, <laughs> it's like Chipotle tweets, you know, they're, they're great. And then it's sort of like, they got to hire someone like you who like is there, you know, not, and someone who has, so if someone tweeted you and needed, uh, you know, they use Twitter and they said, you know, I'm arriving late instead of my 11 mm-hmm. or 12, you would handle it on some level, right? I absolutely would. And, right. uh, you know, call me a nerd, call me dorky, call me over-involved. Geek, I think geek, is what whatever. you preferred. But I use Echo Phone. Just don't call me Shirley. App for Twitter on my so iPhone. Yep. Yeah. And it allow, I have it set up so that when anyone tweets at me, um, it I get yeah, like, like right. a text, text. message yeah, and like it text. also yep. sends right. like the whoa, That's whatever. why you're so engaged though. Echo Phone notice. So if somebody was to do that, even at 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> I yep. can get on the phone or, yep. you know, call the send hotel. an email, yep. to call the hotel and be like, you know, this is what's going on. Right. So it's that much easier for the guest and, you know, I can take care of, you know, whatever needs to be taken sure. care of on. Pretty awesome. Back. And a lot of people even use, will send me a message on Facebook. Hey, I need a screen for my meeting tomorrow. Is that something you can take care of? <laughs> Do I actually do that? No, that's not not in my realm of things. Will I get it taken care of? Absolutely, and you'll never know otherwise. But you like awesome. the people on Twitter better. Just say it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly, as far as a networking tool yeah. and engaging and meeting new people, Twitter by far yeah. is leagues it's more immediate, beyond right? yeah. beyond Facebook. I like I'm a Twitter ambassador. I want the world to be on Twitter. I got, <laughs> but I got, you kinda don't also, right? I like you kinda my, like I don't want everybody either, you know My mom's on Twitter. It's done. What? <laughs> Tony? Yes. Hi. 
Hi. Do you want to talk about something? And you're wearing uh, pants? Yes, today I am. Yes. And I showered. BrideLive.tv. It's kind of a, the way I describe it to people before we get, actually get on there. It's kind of Skype on steroids. So if you're familiar with Skype, it's actually allowed us to, uh, well, I personally deal with, you know, maybe not a lot, but maybe 5% of out-of-state brides. I'm talking on the Sound Connection side, the SE event group side. So I'll, when when I meet with uh, people who are out-of-state, whether it's brides or families or brides and grooms, uh, you know, sometimes they see that as an obstacle. So I'll talk about, you know, well, we can always Skype, you know, which most people are familiar with, or I'll say we can chat, I chat, right? Video chat. Or I'll say we have this really cool tool, which is called, well, for us, it's se.bridelive.tv and they give you your own URL and it, it lets you, uh, essentially video chat, but it's much more than video chat. Like it, it, it's completely transparent on the user end. So they, as long as their flash is updated, which the, is the only requirement, they actually get an email with a click to their own meeting. They click on that link and it just takes them right to the meeting. They don't have to download software or anything like that. So it's actually a really cool tool in that respect. And above and beyond that, it allows you to share your desktop so that if you do want to share a presentation, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it allows you to literally create a floor plan. You can you can actually privately chat while you're video chatting with several people. So you can get literally up to five. I think it's up to 10 people on the same video chat. Yeah, it's it's a pretty crazy tool as far as a uh, marketing and meeting tool. Uh, obviously, this one in particular is geared towards the uh, wedding, I guess, wedding industry. Right. And we use it all the time at Sound Connection. So BrideLive.tv, give those guys a little plug. And you can even use it even if you're, uh, I mean, theoretically, you could use it in, they'll take your money regardless. Yeah, in that sense, I'm sure. You can use it for anything. It doesn't have to be wedding. It could be mitzvahs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just thinking, even on, from a hotel standpoint, we do all sorts of events, like yeah. even corporate meeting planning, like yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. That would be... It's actually a, a pretty awesome idea. tool. And I, I, we got the upper tier package, which literally gives you your own uh, your own URL with no branding from Bride Live. So you can call it whatever you want and call it a Sheridan Live or Meeting Live yeah. or whatever you want to call it. So pretty cool. My package live. Yes. <laughs> Which you can charge nine nine ninety nine ninety five for per okay. minute. <laughs> what did he say? Per minute. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the app Square that I brought up last year? Do you remember that, Marietta? Yes, yes, I do very well. Do you guys know what this is? Yes. You put it in it's here. Out? I have one. Square. Yeah. Square's been there for a long time. Oh, where have I been? Under a rock. You're getting on, paid. On you're not charging. You, you, you should be getting. Yeah, you should really. be, like I said, your boss should listen. You should pay you more. Basically, what it is is a credit card swipe goes right into your bank account. Yep. Okay. And you're looking at me like, no, we've done this before. No, it's awesome. It's awesome, especially if the DJs on. You know, I've actually tried it. Yeah, on the drop side, your credit I've card tried it goes right into your bank account. Yep. They sign it on the iPhone. Hmm. It goes. To, they get an email with GPS of where they were, what you charged them, everything goes right into your bank account. There's no. You know, PayPal has the 3% fee that they add. There's no additional fee. There's only the 2%, 2 2.5% transaction fee. Seven, I think it is. It's a little bit cheaper than PayPal, but it's super convenient because it allows you to swipe cards. Yes. On the downside, and I'll just chime in here. On the downside, it's a little more expensive than PayPal if you do not swipe the card. Correct. Because they have to cover the authorization of you right, just putting in correct. a credit card. It's three point, I want to say two or five or I think nine or something. Nine. It's it's a little bit more expensive, which depending on the size of the bill, it works out to be a. And you know who the, who, who created this? By the way, this piece here that you plug into your iPhone or your Android phone or your iPad is a little tiny swipe. The piece itself you can buy at the Apple Store for ten bucks, or you can just go to their website, squared up, and it's free. Mm -hmm. The 
creators of this, of course, are the guys who created Twitter. Yeah. So the rich get richer. Oh, that's right, yes. And the rich get even richer because they came out with Card Case, uh -huh. which is the app that I'm suggesting. Card Case, I'll show you guys here, basically is a virtual credit card. And what I mean by that is if you're a retailer, coffee shop, you contact Card Case and you become listed in their app. So it says explore. Similar to Foursquare, you can explore places, right? And it says Taxi Express. They're apparently two miles from where we are, okay? What I can do is create a tab. So I can put $20 in the kitty or put $5 towards it. So when Taxi Express shows up, all I say is my name. My name is Lorenzo. They have the little component through the business and you don't have to pay. I don't have to pay, touch anything. So I just pay ahead of time. It's kind of prepaid. To go to coffee yeah, shop, it's prepaid. I can go to the coffee shop, order my order, put it in the tab. When I get to the register, I just say my name and they give me my coffee. That's cool. It's kind wow. of different than the swipe process yeah, of it yeah, yeah. where you swipe your phone in front of the, the yes. you don't have to do any of that stuff and this is coupled with the program square the two of them app together so you can go back and forth you can charge someone or you can accept money or i should say you can pay someone right so uh it's card case card case yeah that's pretty cool that's yeah pretty that's cool. Cool. it's awesome it's never awesome. ends never uh, ends no it never ends <laughs> Can't keep and uh well and speaking of that, yes, you said you wanted to find a place nearby. Are we all excited about Siri on the new phone, new iPhone? Yes, I'm. Yes, yes. Have you seen it? Work? I explained it I've to my it. wife. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> She's psyched. The difference is basically is instead of saying where is ABC Company, you can kind of say where is ABC Company. I got to go there. It, it's it's a personal assistant. Yeah. Do you use I, it now? I have it on my iPhone. I now. have it on my iPhone now, but you do. I don't use it. Yeah, got released last night. It used to be an an app. No, I had it long long ago, like a year ago. I got it. No, but but what I'm saying is that it used to be an it used to be an app, oh, and it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, not a, I, I did not know it's, that. It's no. I don't think it's available in the store anymore since Apple bought it, and they've integrated into the because into it's the phone. So one of the things that you can do with it is like. Um, remind me to pick up my dry cleaning That's after I leave work. That's what I'm excited about. That's what so I'm excited it about. it actually figures out that it needs to check your GPS. Yep. And when you, it doesn't figure out a time. It's like when you leave this location. That's insane. And uh, bring up the reminder that you need to it's go pick up your dry cleaning. It's amazing. It's yeah. You crazy. never have to think again. <laughs> so all these things are being developed and it gets a little overwhelming, honestly. It does. But I try to, I learn about it and I'm, I'm grateful to be here and learn from you guys. Well, you, you'll actually love this and I'm, I'll close it. Okay. I'll, I'll okay. You close it. I swear. <laughs> the first two um, hour podcast. You, you put it in the kit. You have small, you have kids. So one of the things that I don't know if it's iOS five or it's iPhone four specific, but, um, they're going to have a feature of find my friends. And so anybody, you uh, who have an iPhone, anybody else who has an iPhone that's on that network, you can see where they are. So let's say you go to an amusement park together and you split up, you'll be able to look that's at cool. a map and see where your kids are in relation to you and then call them up and say, Hey, listen, stay where you are. I'm coming to, I'm coming to get you or, you know, which, you know, could be big brother or dangerous, <laughs> yeah. but, but, you, but it's limiting. Like you, this you, is all you have information that you're saying that's always been available. They've been able to track us, they, big brother, whatever it is, for 25, 30 years via GPS. This is just now power to the people in the sense of they're putting this, packaging it in mainstream users. So we could, like you said, your example right. is perfect, but right. they've been able ever since. Oh, I know that the technology has so, been there, but again, it goes back to what, scared, we, what we were saying before yeah, about packaging. Cares what you're doing. Right. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're not like, that yeah. important. <laughs> Absolutely. As we said yes, in the beginning, if you're a ship bag, you're a ship bag across the board. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay. With that episode, this one 
15. in, in the can. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Thank Truly you. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you.